Hey guys, Sean here, Seen On Screen Podcast. You know, that guy who likes to make jokes and have shower thoughts that are so random that David gets mad at me. But it's okay, because we joke in good fun. Please remember that this holiday season, we encourage you to be nice to people. Just be nice, be kind. You don't know what people are going through. And that's okay too, but just be kind to people. Do you know what else is kind to people? This episode of the Seen On Screen Podcast. The the look and smile on my face could only mean one thing. It's another episode of the Scene on Screen podcast with myself, David, and that guy who talks to dogs on TikTok. Oh, what's his name? David, can you help me out? What's his name? Uh, I don't know. It's been so long. Is, is, it, is it Marks? Is Marks? It... First name K? Furby? First Marks letter Furby? K? I don't know. Kmart? Farbs? I don't <laughs> <laughs> Farby, our boy Max, how are you, my man? Hello, I'm I'm well. How are you guys? You know what? Just hearing your voice, even though I hear it almost daily, makes me makes me smile. Makes me smile every single day. You know what, Sean? It took every ounce of my body not to to press this button when you're doing your little be nice intro. <laughs> right at the very end. Well, now we can't pretend that it was pre-recorded. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, most of our listeners would have been like, oh, something's off up for this one. There's there's no hey shot or hey David. They're, they're, okay, long story short, if uh, if you're like me or you're like David and you work in the community, some people can be a little bit testy and crusty over the holidays. And it's because they're in a rush, they're anxious, they don't want to be there, just like sometimes you don't want to be there. And that's fine. But just keep in mind that those people that are helping you at stores are are doing their job and it's not up to you to tell them how to do their job or be just a complete dink hole or as will ferrell has said dickweed i got a price adjustment for being nice wow yeah that's pretty good yeah so i i got a price adjustment from amazon because i'm a smart boy okay i really want to can I tell you guys a story about Amazon? Because this is working out to be very much in my favor up north. So you guys have all heard of Intellicom, right? This, uh, yeah, this they suck. Kind of, they do suck. So they've just started expanding up into northern Ontario. So kind of like the Sudbury, Thunder Bay, Kenora area, stuff like that. But the drivers don't know yet that they have to mark the the packages as delivered and take a picture of it. So things show up to the door, but Amazon doesn't know that it's being delivered. So Amazon is starting to automatically refund stuff after a set amount of time. Aye, so, aye, aye. <laughs> so it's worked out a few times already. Um, Dave, but, David's uh, been playing some Call of Duty and has that infinite money glitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. So uh, another, so Call of, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2 is uh, nestled under my tree. How do I know about this? 
because she who shall not be named is <laughs> not very good at hiding, having secrets. So, and I know that uh, Amazon refunded the cost of the game too because Intelecom delivered it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So let me let me let me tell let you, me folks, ask so you guys. It's what's that? Oh, I was just gonna ask, like when you when you saw it nestled under the tree. A, did she even bother wrapping it? Or B, did you look at it? And you're like, this is clearly not a hammer. Okay, so like first the, off, the size and shape of a DVD. <laughs> what happened was uh, the package came in, and I was like, okay, it was addressed to her. It was in an envelope. I moved it. I knew what it was because really nothing but a video game case can fit in there, and the disc is rattling around. She comes up to me and says, "Do you know what this is?" I do. I'm like, yes, I know what that is because you told me. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then uh, she comes in a few days later and is like, yeah, so uh, Amazon refunded <laughs> me the game. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, can you just pretend that I don't know what this is instead of telling me every, every two seconds? So, so why but, don't you just say, like, if it was refunded, you should be able to open it and play with your friends? Well, that's what I said. I was like, you might as well just give it to me at, like right now. And she's like, do you want to? I'm like, no, because that means that there's going to be one less present under the tree. Exactly. Oh. Right. All right, hold on, David. Let me take care of this. This is a message for... Redacted. <laughs> Redacted. I need you to know one thing. Even if you gave David this game tomorrow, on Saturday, he won't play it for longer than two hours. He will David that game so fast. <laughs> it's a good thing you got it for free. <laughs> Actually, okay, here's the thing. But the Call of Duty games... Uh, she does like watching the story, so I will usually play through the campaign while... Well, you, uh, you finished the story, watches. right, Max? I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure you did. Yeah. Did you like it? I thought it was good. I thought it was quick. Um, I also didn't realize that it was like a um, like a new story. Like I thought it was a prequel to the original Modern Warfare. So then I was like, wait. I was like, why do all these people look different? And also, I'm pretty sure that guy's supposed to be dead. Like, what's going on here? Like, I thought this guy was supposed to do this and that and that. And then I realized it was just like, it's just like a reimagining. Uh, yeah. So it's like the same characters, but with a completely new story. So mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I never played the campaign for the like first Modern Warfare, like 2019. Um, but I <laughs> pre like I pre-ordered the game so that I got the campaign access a week early. Uh, and I thought it was good. Like, I thought it was like, if there was a movie that came out and that was the movie, like I'd be, I'd be content. Was it Modern Warfare 1 where the double cross happens at the very end? No, that was Modern Warfare 2. I I haven't finished the game. If a game has been out for 7 to 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't beaten it. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, because you like fall through the roof and then Carl from The Walking Dead shows up and he's like, Rick. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do this again. Not happening. you know what I really enjoyed, like the the campaign that I really enjoyed though was uh, the World War Two one, WW two. When they, that, that one came out, I'm trying to remember is it is it that or Battlefield the one where you start off and like you start off as Max and Max is running and then if Max gets shot then you just take over the next person on the battlefield and you just keep going. That was Battlefield was that Call of Duty one. Or is, that was Battlefield yeah, that was, one. What a cool story concept. That was interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, so you never really got to fit. There was like an achievement if you got to finish one map with one person, mm-hmm. which was really, yeah. really neat. Um, so just quickly before I get into everything I want to talk about, guys, I, I've come up with the ultimate life hack. If you're patient, I ordered 
or I was just sitting on Amazon yesterday, you know, minding my business, doing my Christmas shopping by not shopping local, you know, all those things that we advocate for. But I just I had certain things I needed. And I was like, what? Forty four dollars for a Star Wars advent calendar that Costco just had on sale for eighty eight or seventy nine or whatever it was. Here's Add a six, to cart. Sixty one day delivery. Sixty dollars regular. OK. Uh, the or Star 50, Wars one 49. came with something. It came with something else at Costco. Mm-hmm. It was like 78 bucks or something. Anyways, I got it for 40 percent off. And now I have an advent calendar and I've built all the little things. And I'm really happy. All of them. It's only on day seven right now. I built seven days in a row. OK. Okay, good. Good man. I still have the Mandalorian one from last year, so I'm uh, I'm content with that one. But I I almost did buy this year's one because it does come with uh, R2D2 wearing a C3PO sweater and C3PO wearing an R2D2 sweater and Darth, and Darth Vader, Vader wearing uh, like a flippers, flippers and a Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian shirt right. Yeah, so sweet. yeah. Speaking oh. of uh, speaking of advent calendars we also got uh we stopped off at ikea on the weekend oh no um and do, we they, got sell, the, uh, do they sell swedish meatball advent calendars something so cool so interesting no we got uh their chocolate ones and actually they are quite possibly the best advent calendars i've ever had if you just like random mix of like chocolates so good and they were like four dollars better than the lindor one that's 20 way better than the lindor one that's a bold oh my statement. god it it is. And, and you know, <laughs> I stand by it. I can't even pronounce what the IKEA advent calendar is called. <laughs> it comes with uh, instructions on how to open the doors. They're, they're built uh, shittily. Actually, you know what the crazy thing is, is you can use the box to create a gift box afterwards. That's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, I, I, you guys will be happy to hear that the uh, temperature is getting extra frosty up here. Uh, you guys, what's the temperature down there? Uh, today it was, today like it was a, 13 degrees. Yeah, what, it was positive. It was 13 degrees. Yeah, I was. I oh went out God. and I washed. Dude, I washed the car today. Uh, I went shopping in a sweater. What I would I, do for 13 degrees right now? You guys I don't have. A, you guys don't have snow there. No. I had a beer on the balcony to to honor my brother tonight. I just yeah. stood out there in a hoodie, and I was like, "It's not even cold." Dude, it was remarkable. It, like I've, it's December seventh right now. That's crazy. And yeah, crazy. This morning it was minus twenty nine degrees out. Um, what a swing! I, I, I hate was. That for you. It's brutal. It's awful. So it's actually so cold that my Google cameras, like my security cameras and my doorbell, will will shut down. <laughs> so like, <laughs> is there a way you can like heat them? Internally, could you? Yeah, if I move them something? inside, if I bring them inside, no, they're uh, they're they're no, they're they're screwed onto the side your, of the house. Your I'm doorbells are literally f- like, stop making us do this, man, please. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it was so solid frozen, and even if the if it's off, like the camera's off, the button should still work because it's all it's doing is connecting the circuit from the wires. It was so frozen this morning that the doorbell wouldn't even ring. Like it's not. Yeah, even, funny. I'm like, oh, great. You drive uh, a Mazda, no? I've I heard do. like one of the, the things that I was researching before I purchased mine was if you get to that minus 35 threshold, the computer sometimes doesn't start on the display and you have to wait for the vehicle to warm up before the like the your display will actually kick up 
Um, it was it was like in the minus forty degrees last winter, and I didn't have any of that issues. What I have noticed though, um, is that the speakers in the car freeze, so I still get sound, but there's no bass because they don't vibrate as much. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what's going on with like my speakers? Is this like a weird rendition of the song? No, my speakers in my car were just completely frozen. Um. Yeah, so yeah, oh, there's you're, so you're, you're I'm, frozen. Your brain's frozen. It's okay, okay, I'm just looking up. I'm just looking up uh, one of our listeners who lives even further north than me. There's a further north than Kenora. <laughs> yeah, uh, the low today was minus thirty six degrees. I hate that. That's, that's intense. Sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah, it was it was 13 degrees here. I don't even feel remotely bad. I mean, like if I'm if I ever am feeling bad about the cold, I'll just check up the the uh temperature in this other place and uh feel a little bit better. It, so you actually almost... live on Hoth. That's what's happening right now. It actually, you know what? I it's bet colder. it wasn't as cold. It's probably colder <laughs> than Hoth. See, the so. thing is is that on Hoth it was snowing. So therefore, <laughs> it was warm enough for it to snow if it gets too cold it's not physically possible for snow to fall believe it or not that that is very fair and so haunting i don't yeah. i don't like the idea um max i have two questions before we we get into our 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 cash and crap per se first yes. do you care what your friends play warzone on um not really. No, as long as as long as they are able to to play the game and, and enjoy it, I think that's that's what matters to me. Wow, I find that I find that so interesting that a user of a PlayStation doesn't care. Yet Sony's CEO, in his infinite wisdom, thinks that they should also discontinue that game sharing platform. So for those who've been living under a rock and for those who just don't follow this as intently as David and I do, because we think the Sony CEO is up there with Elon Musk and all his glory. People you mean a genius. Yeah, a stable genius. <laughs> people do not care what system people are playing Warzone on because they get to play with their friends. Like our Warzone group is what, three and two? PlayStation? Uh, I believe so, yeah. It's three and three if you count the one guy having two Xboxes. <laughs> so we don't care. It's not like we're sitting there being like, yeah, you suck because you died because you're on a PlayStation. No. It's because the joysticks, joysticks aren't... Uh, they're further apart. They're further apart and they're not... Uh, what's it called? Offset? Shifted. Offset, that's right. Oh my, God. oh my gosh. Um the 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 fact of the matter is and like it came out again this week um Phil Spencer and the rest of Xbox are fighting to keep this deal alive and Sony's like just balking at the deal. And then I don't know if either of you caught this, but Phil Spencer said that Nintendo will be joining the Call of Duty fray soon. Could you imagine not having a Steam Deck and still being able to play you 
realistically it would be like Call of Duty Mobile on your Switch because there's no way actual Warzone would survive. Yeah, on that's your gonna, that's but here's the thing fantastic. though, it's like there was Call of Duty games on Nintendo consoles before. Like Call of Duty 3 came out on the Nintendo Wii. It was a completely different game than what came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. But there was a full-on campaign and they had the online multiplayer. But the cool thing about that is that it was the story mode and everything. It had all motion controls because it came out at the start of the Wii, right? So yeah. it was really took it took advantage of the Wii's uh, like newer control scheme. And I remember playing the shit out of that game because you were so much more immersed in the game. It didn't matter that the game was a dumbed down, different version. Like you're still like it was still a Call of Duty game. If anything, I felt like it was more enjoyable on the Wii because it was a new way to play the game. So, you know, like we've seen some pretty, it depends now it depends on how Activision does their ports because we've seen that like uh CD project red brought over the Witcher three to the switch and it looks pretty darn good. Uh, Bethesda has managed to get doom uh, running on the switch and having it look really good. Like there's some really good ports on the switch. There's also some really bad ones. So it depends on how much money uh, they they're investing in that, but this is great. Uh, in regards to, it was actually Brad Smith, not Phil Spencer that uh, had said about the acquisition. Uh, Brad Smith, the president of Microsoft said our, our acquisition will bring Call of Duty to more gamers and more platforms than ever before. That's good for competition and good for consumers. Thank you, Nintendo. Any day Sony wants to sit down and talk, we'll be happy to hammer out a 10-year deal for PlayStation as well. And then uh, Phil Spencer had uh, mentioned to Bloomberg, from where Wait, we did sit... did I say Todd Howard? Uh, no, you said Phil Spencer, the president. Said, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I read his tweet. That's why. Oh, maybe there's an... Okay, so uh, yeah. Phil Spencer also said, from where we sit, it's clear they're spending more time with the regulators than they are with us to try and get this deal done. So really, that's what it is. Sony spent so much time bitching and complaining about Microsoft buying this game because, or buying Activision because they don't want play or Call of Duty like to be a Microsoft exclusive. But it's obvious that Microsoft is having the better intention and, and trying to bring it to more more people, right? Like, But OK, hold on. This confused me, though. Does this mean that Microsoft has purchased Activision? Like, did we that deal go like through? I would, I, I would think it's close because uh, Microsoft has entered into a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo following the merger of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard King. Microsoft is also committed to helping bring more games to people however they choose to play. I'm also pleased to confirm Microsoft is committed to continue to offer Call of Duty on Steam simultaneously to Xbox uh, after we have closed the merger with Activision Blizzard King. Now, the only other thing before we move topics is Fortnite works perfectly fine. I know it's not as resource extensive, but people have been playing the Battle Royale on Switch for years. Not a problem. I think the main dis difference is the draw distance isn't, isn't as far on the Switch. And it's all cartoon, so it's all smooth colors. Now, Max, what say you? I know we don't usually do video games with you. Sorry, that was the last one. No, sort that's of. Okay. Not really. Yeah, we got my, one my more video game. On Mario versus Mario. No, no, no. What hold side on. are you on? Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Yeah, hold on. What do you mean, hold on? What else you got? We got we got Mario Kart. 
Okay, do you want to do that first? Yeah, but, and then we'll okay. see how he feels about this. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this, this? Have you heard about this? This, this might be a uh, short episode with Max on it, depending on his <laughs> 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 response. All right, Nintendo yeah. released a uh, sly little update to Mario Kart uh, Deluxe on the Switch, where probably one of the best features to come out to that game, and you can set custom items for races. So I was watching clips of just the blue shells only, and it is chaos. Apparently on uh, the baby, what is it? Uh, baby Mario's. Uh, it's like shit, buggy. Like the, theme, the theme park one. Oh, with yeah. Just, with just bullet bills. It's just complete and utter chaos. <laughs> that that so, frame rate drop will be incredible. Like it'll be. Is this the new era of slappers only? <laughs> where we have uh, blue shells only or bullet bills only. So this is a big thing because, you know, it, it sucks playing Mario Kart, being in first place, and you have nothing to defend yourself. You either get coins or uh, bananas. You're not now, playing right. Because you could just play on frantic mode and everything's like chaos. Yeah, but you, you can only do that with people who are all who are all kind of equally good at the game. Yeah, like playing with myself and my sister isn't fair for a lot of people. Yeah. So anyways, that's the new update. Max uh, well, has th- nothing to say to that. He's... Th- thanks for that, <laughs> David. <laughs> so <laughs> Mario versus Mario. You've seen the trailer. How do you feel? Uh, it's it's Mar- it's Mario. Like the fact that they're going with... I can't even say it out loud. Like it makes me uncomfortable to say the other way because like it's Mario super Mario brothers. Like that's just like, that's it. I don't know that his accent is very, um, how do you say shitty? <laughs> shitty. He, he sounds exactly like the guy from the Lego movie. Weird. He sounds like exactly like that guy from that TV show and those, all those other movies. Yeah. Oh, the thing that interests me about this movie is the fact that I believe the guy's name is Charles Mart- Martinet, who is the like original voice of, of Mario, is credited in the movie. So I'm kind of curious as to what's going to happen there. Would it be so hilarious if they just use Chris Pratt as a marketing to stir up, stir up discussions about it, and then it's actually... <laughs> <laughs> the original voice actor that would be, be okay phenomenal that would be amazing i i'd love it um you know what i want them to do if if uh if mario sees yoshi whoa whoa, whoa. what the, what the what the hell did you just say mario yeah we don't we don't refer to chris pratt's mario as mario or no we no, don't mario as mario we, chris we pratt saying mario at all that's like borderline yeah offensive. that's cr- Okay, well, clearly someone didn't listen to our last episode. He's no longer an Italian plumber. (laughs) He is uh, a Boston plumber. If it's it's, uh, the actual OG Super Mario Brothers, it's Mario. If it's Chris Pratt, it's Mario. I I suppose. Yeah, that's uh, what we discussed last episode. Uh, Okay, anyways. um, I want them to, if when he sees Yoshi in the movie, I want him to do the hand up pose like the entirety <laughs> of Jurassic park. <laughs> so did you guys, did you guys see fallen world or whatever fallen kingdom? The no. last one? No, we haven't. 
Okay, so pretty much huge spoiler alert. I'd say about three quarters of that movie is someone with their hand up, just just pointing to the <laughs> to a dinosaur. Are you done? I actually <laughs> plugged my ears for that. I saw that, but it, I didn't. You didn't. I didn't spoil anything significant. So Screen Rant came out with an article this week saying Super Mario Bros. Uh, Super Mario Bros. movie is repeating the ugly Sonic problem. Now, for those who don't remember, Ugly Sonic was the original Sonic iteration before Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was released worldwide. And the Lonely Island took advantage of that in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and it was hilarious AF. But they're also cautioning people saying Mario can show what would happen if Sonic's design never changed. Do you think they've paid Chris Pratt too much money to back away and re-record everything probably no nintendo the thing is nintendo has so much money that even if they had to if they had to re-record it because there was such backlash nintendo could and illumination could eat the cost and my my thing here is you remember when wreck it ralph came out and everybody thought it was insane that bowser was in the movie and there was a poster of super mario do you guys remember this Yes, I think so. And Nintendo is very, very particular about how their animation is portrayed in other films. And that was a Disney product. And if I remember correctly, I like there was a, a whole article and video about how long it took to make sure that the stitching on his overalls was correct. His like shoes were perfectly shined the correct way. Bowser's points and color texture. Perfect to the games. Who is this imposter? Who is he? I don't know anymore. And I'm very angry. It's Mario. Max is going to throw his headphones through the screen and they're going to boomerang to Kenora. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. If Max had to listen to our last episode, we wouldn't have to explain to him the difference between Mario and Mario. Hey, man, That's he's right. very I'm pub- busy. I'm publicly shaming you on this episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hey, you calm down. He has a merch line now. That's better than we're doing. <laughs> and they're sweet. I've, d- I've decided finally. I'm going to get the t-shirt that says, can I pet your dog? Nice. I was back and forth. <laughs> I really like the four-day work week one. Yeah. But like, I'm proportioned oddly enough that I don't think it would look good on my body. With that attitude. All right. Did you hear that, everybody? He's throwing <laughs> in a free shirt. Sean, anything would look good on that body. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some unsultry things, shall Moving we? Moving on. <laughs> so, guys, we have a quandary here. We weren't going to do a second cashier crap for Christmas because we don't want to overdo some of our content, especially because some of the movies that we've done recently in cashier crap have included Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, who have been like Elf, Just Friends, The Newly Spirited. We've done some Christmas movies in our day. And as much as I would love to pick apart the Santa Claus and the Santa Claus is, which is a horrible, horrible television show. Hold on. What episode are you on? We've only got to episode two and like we want that time back. Okay, it it, is actually getting pretty good. 
you can't do this to me again. You've done this to me before where you're like, oh my God, it gets so good. You haven't finished Andor, so you can't say shit about a show that starts uh, out slow and gets better. I got to finish Max, Andor. Have you, you, you haven't? I've only seen that. We've only watched the first episode. God. Oh, you, you've it. watched quite easily the boringest episode. Okay, you guys. That's, <sighs> that's what I, I heard that it takes to episode three for things to start picking up. I would say episode three is where things, yeah, start getting really good. And then it kind of goes into a, a steady state of good. And then they give like a little bit of stuff. It ends on it's, it's so good. But anyways, the Santa Clauses, the first two episodes, I was kind of like iffy about it. But I'm like, whatever, we'll give it a shot. There's nothing else on right now. Nothing new. Uh, we're on what episodes now? I think five. There's only five of six. So like you've got one episode left. Really? There's only six. I'm pretty sure this is Disney's problem. They release six episodes or something and then they're just ah, done. I can't believe it. I don't know how they're going to finish this in one episode then, because it is actually like it has taken a turn that we were not expecting. It is actually really good. I wouldn't say it's so good, but it's really good. Okay. My biggest pet peeve when it comes to television shows is literally what you're doing right now. And like, okay, Parks and Rec in the office, phenomenal television shows. Could you say they get better after the first season? Yes, absolutely. People try to tell people that Iron Fist, you had to get through the first two seasons for it really to pick up. Stop. stop. People got to stop. Okay, so here's the thing, though. It's your trial run. I'm not telling you that you need to watch an entire two seasons of something to get good. Like, that's what people were saying about Yellowstone. You know, everyone's saying that's amazing. And then someone told me, oh, yeah, you need to... Like once you get to season three, it really starts getting good. I'm like, I'm not going to sit through two seasons of a boring show. Two episodes, that's different. Two seasons, that's it's like a, it's unacceptable, a big, it's a big right? Jump. That's, that's a big commitment too, but I don't know. I think, Sean, you are too quick to judge a show by its pilot episode. No, well, it's not just the pilot. I give it two or three, but my problem is... My time is valuable. No, it's not. And like I, I'm trying <laughs> to choose whether or not I want to spend my time watching a television show or watching repeats of something else I've seen. Like if it's not interesting to me, I don't want to watch it. Um, did you either of you watch Loot? No, my my brother told no. me that it was great though. Yeah, like we got through the first two episodes and we're like, this is phenomenal, and then we kind of forgot about it. But like that's still on the back burner and um Oh, what the hell is that Amazon show that I watched? Uh, Upload. Another one where people are like, oh, it's so slow after like for the first few episodes. That like that show got me hooked early. Actually, yeah, Upload, I felt like it was there was enough in each of the first few episodes to to get us hooked that we're hoping for a third season. Uh, Two episodes is kind of my limit for am I going to invest six to nine to 24 hours. Like look at one of the shows that we're about to talk about Ms. Marvel. How many episodes did you get through? I think I watched three episodes, but yeah, exactly. The thing is I was, but I was getting angry Uh at that show. There's Uh a big difference. Like I can find a show on uninteresting, but that show was making me angry with how bad it was. Um, Okay. Willow had just released too. This is a remake of something from like the seventies. So it was a movie that uh, George Lucas did uh, after Star Wars. It has Warwick Davis. He played uh, the Ewok. I forget his name now. What's the Ewok, the main Ewok in uh, Return of the Jedi? Yeah, the, 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 
Yeah, they got a name. <laughs> it was Ewok. Anyways, uh, I've never seen the original movie. Apparently, it's really good. It's kind of like a fantasy type thing that he finds. He finds this child that wicked. he has to protect. Yeah, wicked. He finds this uh, child that he has to protect from this evil like sorceress or whatever. Anyways, so this is like the sequel, but it's a TV show. Uh, we watched the first episode. The landscapes and the cinematography is great. It is difficult to watch and apparently it gets really good after like the fourth episode that's what but if you look at the rotten tomato um rating the user score on that is like 26 i think it's hovering around like a five out of ten on imdb it's like the they have these teenagers that are acting like gen z slash millennials like they're talking like a bunch of teenagers in 2022 would talk and yet the all the adults are talking with like, you know, the typical British accents and they, they they're feeling more like a typical fantasy kind of adult kind of thing. It is not good. Like it was stupid. So. Max and I have this friend and you, you've met him before for argument's sake, we will call him P. Now, our friend P has a very similar approach to movie and television reviews that you do. If it's something that you're super duper interested in, you will immediately be like, Oh yeah, the first few episodes, they might be a little slower, get through it. It becomes super, super amazing. And like star Wars aside, I I agree with most of your statements, but our friend P does the exact same thing where it's like, Oh, that, that shows trash. That movie's trash. And it's just like immediately, if he doesn't like it, it's just written off. I find that interesting. Okay, but here's the thing, though. I was in, I like I was very interested in Willow, right? Like I thought the concept was cool. I was interested to see the the story and all that stuff. But I'm watching it. I'm like I'm not like it. It just feels like an awkward show to watch the first episode. Um, so I went to good old trusty Reddit to see. Okay, is this uh, are, are people saying similar things? And I think the community there is divided because some people really like it. Uh, but some people feel the same way in the sense that it's a bunch of awkward teenagers and like the acting and the emphasis on certain things is kind of not, it, it's not connected between like the teenagers or the kids and that and the adults and, and everything. So like, I'm sure I will, uh, I'll, I'll give it a chance. I'm not like Sean where it's like, you know, two episodes and I just cut it off completely cough, cough and or. Wow. Well, I haven't <laughs> cut it off. I've just been busy. This you don't the know my entire life. first season is is over. It's done. Look, 12 episodes. I will, I will finish it. Don't you worry. I got I, all I, my I, friends are talking about it. I got to finish it too. I'll I'll get around to it at some point. Yeah, like I don't I want to savor it. I don't want to just sit there and like are you going to are you going to appreciate it if I binge through it all and then I'm like, "Oh, it was okay." I got to I got to soak it in. Like these shows and movies that we talked about today. So unconventional cash or crap. I'm trying to get David off this because he's going to be right back on it in two seconds. We're going to do Marvel's phase four. And the only reason we're going to do Marvel phase four today is because Kevin Feige and co have decided they're going to reevaluate how they're doing phase five and six, because there's been some concerns of quality over quantity. Now, I don't know about you two, 
but I'm kind of burnt out and I love superheroes. It's just, it's too much now. It's kind of going the way of, dare I say, Star Wars, where we were getting so much Star Wars content that like the movies started slacking. We got what, five movies over seven years, David, something like that? Yeah, something like that. And and it was with without getting too much into Star Wars, because we're going to talk about Marvel. But I think the main issue with, say, like the three main trilogy or the sequel trilogy is that there was no coherent story, right? Because they were doing three movies that were supposed to be connected, but different writers, different directors. Right. But then the movies that were disconnected from that. So Rogue One and uh, really Rogue One. Uh, Solo. <laughs> Solo, you know, I I wasn't a big fan of it, but there's there's other reasons behind that. It didn't do as well as it probably could have. But the the movies that were separate from the specific trilogy did better because if they had, you know, a specific single writer, kind of like Andor. This is a show. <laughs> I'm going to go back to it. It shows what happens when you have a single group of people writing the story. Right. Whereas things like Kenobi had multiple writers and uh, Solo went through a lot of problems. So (laughs) (laughs) whatever. I do. For anyone, Sean in our chat just put a bunch of Zeds. So. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start. Do you want to do TV or movies first? Which one would you guys feel more comfortable doing? I don't care. Those are movies. Movies. (laughs) You hurt my feelings. unconventional cash or crap <laughs> we don't care what money they made solely because they all went to streaming very quickly and black widow the first movie here was the one that actually screwed up a lot of things for a lot of the female actors specifically florence Pugh and scarlet because scarlet took disney and the house of mouse to court for unearned earnings that were expected in her contract because of a the pandemic and b it was released straight to to streaming you guys remember correctly now there's been seven films released in phase four between july 9th 2021 and november 11th 2022 when was this like a thing like yeah i've i i'm the kind of person who was sitting there going like oh my god we're not gonna see the kang dynasty until 2025 but like also what are they working on like i get it and like these movies take time, but that's an awful lot of content. And I can tell you guys straight up, there was only two movies in this entire seven movie slate that I was like desperate to see opening night. But we'll start with Black Widow. How did we feel? Was it cash? Was it crap? Do you even remember it? I thought it was like, you know, it was a movie. Yeah, it's something yeah. you would put on to pass time, right? Yeah, I... Like if I had to give it one or the other, I would probably say crap. If I'm if I'm being honest, uh, honesty is the policy on cash or crap, my friend. I I'd have to agree. I think crap too, just because the timing when it came out was very strange. It, it was a movie that should have come out well before like Avengers Endgame came out, right? Hell, even if they released it right before Endgame, then it would have made more sense. But totally. I think the fact that we know that, like, we know the fate of Black Widow. We know, or like, what's her name in the thing? What Black Widow? Like yeah. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. What's her character's name? Black Natasha Widow. Natasha Romanoff. Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. 
because we know the fate of her seeing this like prequel, so to speak, uh, origin story so late in the character's history in the cinematic universe, it didn't really hold any weight because you're just like, okay, she dies. <laughs> right? It's kind of the same with Andor and uh, Shut Rogue up. One. Shut up. It's not I'm the not same. wrong. It's not okay. the same. <laughs> A little bit. Because you care about the other characters in the series. I can bring everything back to Andor and I won't. It's fine. I hate you. So so Black Widow, <laughs> I, I'd agree also just to make it a clean slate. The thing that bothered me the most is, yeah, the timing. It should have been right after Civil War. But like, what shitty villains? The Taskmaster is like one of the hardest things to beat in video games. No matter what generation of console you're playing. Which one was the Taskmaster? The Taskmaster was the one that fought her on the plane. She, the Taskmaster is the one that eventually learns all the Avengers like main moves. So if you watch the cartoon or whatever, it like it knows Hawkeye's attacks, it knows this, that, the other thing. Like it gotcha. just it learn it studies the attacks. Um, number two, this was a, a surprise. Oh, for the record, Black Widow was also like I think a lot of people were robbed of the big screen experience because you like unless you saw like a late release after it came out on Disney Plus, it wasn't really worth it. That's true. Um, did Shang, uh, or, question though did did she did anything come of that lawsuit like did she get paid out from that or yeah she she got paid I out. she did yeah uh, like rightfully so if your contract in, includes earnings and they're like no nope, we're going straight to disney plus sorry marvel sorry house of mouse you guys can afford it mm-hmm. pay, pay the woman she's done so much for your franchise give her whatever she wants mm-hmm. two dump trucks full of singles whatever just do it shang chi and the legend of the ten rings surprisingly good yeah i enjoyed this movie it was a very different story it wasn't something i was really expecting i didn't know much about the the hero in general but i also think they're really starting to play off like his rings and what you see in Ms. marvel and a few other things i give this one cash solely because it was an enjoyable experience i watched this one at home too this was like another non-theater movie for me yeah I, I agree. I think cash. I think this movie kind of did a little bit for the Asian community as black widow did for the uh, black community, kind of a little bit more recognition in, in cinema. I'm sorry. What? Okay. Do you remember when black widow came out? Yeah, there was a lot of, there was more recognition for, you know, black actors and stuff like that. Right. Like more representation for like the do heritage you, of, do you mean black Panther? What did I say? Black widow? Black. Widow. Yes. Oh, sorry. I meant Black Panther. Sorry, my bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's because it was right after this, but that's what I'm saying. We though. want to I think... apologize for David's yeah, brain malfunction. Whatever. But you know what I'm saying, though? Black Panther. Sorry. Did uh, there was a lot of more recognition for the black community in cinema, right? Like more so because it was it was one of these movies that was uh, whatever. I'm going to just stop talking. Um, I gotta be honest. I never, I never saw Shang Chi. I'm so sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> um, it's okay. It, it, it. I will say, as someone who like tries to see them all, this movie is also not for everyone. You have to have an appreciation of, uh, a, a, like martial arts a little bit more. You have to also believe that there's like some magic. 
My biggest concern with this is the timeline and a specific scene with Wong and Abomination, which we learn about later. So we're giving it a cash because two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, that's that's fair. The next movie I don't even want to waste my breath talking about. I also this have might... not seen this movie. <laughs> you did not miss shit. Nice. So I think uh, Eternals did for the uh, ethereal community. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go on. This movie was garbage. Honestly, like there was a few cool parts in it. um, But for the most part, it was just it was garbage near the end. I'm like, who's the bad guy? It was themselves. <laughs> they but, were the bad guys. But there was like two bad guys or three. There was like everyone that they were like bad. All I know about good. this movie is that Harry Styles shows up in a post credit scene. Yeah, for a movie that might not even happen now, which is also amazing. Um, but also the biggest plot hole in this film. So this movie came out in 2021. Um, and they were like, oh, why didn't you say help when the Avengers needed your help? Blah, blah, blah. So they acknowledged that Thanos came and snapped half the world, right? But nobody since has acknowledged the fact that a celestial literally reached out of Earth and grew out of Earth and is just sitting in the ocean. Not one film or TV show has talked about this since. This has been on my mind for over a year and everything I've watched, and I hate it so much. Well, like a lot of the Marvel movies in general do that where like major things happen. And then another movie comes out that takes place like six months later. And there's very little reference to any of that stuff. Right. But at the same time, what's the, um, what's the town that age of Ultron blows up? Um, Sokovia. Sokovia. They talk about that all the way up into she Hulk. They talk about Tony Stark every chance they get. Yeah. Cause Tony but Stark is like this- the best Marvel character. There's this big celestial just sitting in the ocean with his hand. Nothing. This thing was pulling planes out of the air, man. It's like freaking King Kong in the ocean. Terrible movie. They brought Kit Carrington into it to be John, like not Jon Snow, but to tease a character for Blade. And that was just the end of that. He was at the beginning and the end of the movie. And also the main character, um, I think her name is Cersei, if I remember right. Not to be confused with Game of Thrones Cersei, who's a bad bad woman um she was also one of the people that was like captain marvel's like sidekick when she Uh, was on her planet uh yeah cersei Gemma chan also was in captain marvel like they're not trying anymore they literally just took some darts whipped them at a board and like we're three movies in and we've got two craps how's that even possible uh, David, you also agreed on the crap, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh, that movie was garbage. Uh, unbiasedly, completely, the best movie in the whole se- like run of this, Spider-Man No Way Home. Instant cash. I think this is, like, by far one yeah. of the best Marvel movies. I know Max's rating was so high because he called me the moment the movie ended. <laughs> I did. He did. I was like, I hey, are you busy? I was like, no. <laughs> What's up? You know what the Great. thing is? This out of all of the Marvel stuff that incorporates alternate universes and timelines and, and everything, this movie did it the best mm-hmm. and the most believable within the cinematic universe. And I agree. it was very uh 
it had enough for everyone who enjoyed all the other movies, right? Like, there's some people that absolutely love the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, people that love the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, right? So there was enough from those ones, and they they reached out to those people in the movie in the sense that like they defended Andrew Garfield Spider-Man mm-hmm. in yeah. the movie, yeah, right? Because and they like, redeemed him, right? Exactly. This movie is what we should be expecting in terms of timeline or cross timeline movies. Yeah. But we're, we're not getting that right. And uh, it's, it's unfortunate because they could do so much, but this movie, yeah. Phenomenal. Amazing. I, I 100% agree. It's, I think the easiest cash on our entire list. Um, probably to me anyways, the most, anticipated film on this list, not named Spider-Man um, because Spider-Man is like, as I've said in previous epi- like shows, I will watch Spider-Man anything before anything. I just love Spider-Man. He was my guy as a kid. That's him and Iron Man. When they teamed up in the cartoons was like a dream come true. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was about a half hour to 45 minutes too short. The movie was very rushed and everything WandaVision did and then everything Spider-Man did was ruined within yeah. 45 minutes of that movie. Yeah. It was extremely overhyped. It was still like a fine movie, but I remember leaving that theater being like, oh, like I was really excited about that. The 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 music fight was the best part of the whole film. Yeah, I think. And Wanda attacking the the camertage. Yeah. Uh, like the, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was great. Aside from that, meh. See, I think after Spider-Man, right, the expectations of a cool, like, multiverse movie was even higher, right? And like Max said, this movie was really hyped. There was a lot of marketing behind it, and a lot of, like, a lot of hype behind this movie, and then it kind of just fell flat. I remember watching it because I had to watch it at home when it came out on Disney Plus. And I remember not really caring to pay attention like I was watching it, but it was more it felt more like background noise than anything. And it mm. wasn't drawing my attention in like I was expecting. Yeah. And I you, think you... part of the problem, though, was it came out so much later than so much f- further after WandaVision finished. Right. And that was due to COVID and the way that they re- rearranged releases and stuff like that. But if it had have released when it should have pretty much directly after WandaVision finished, I think it would have done better because there was a better connection to that film that that or that show that was set up for um, Doctor Strange. If I may, you might have also been robbed because there's three films on this list that were must must see in theaters and the 3d impact of dr strange and the multiverse of madness was definitely something like it was a beautiful movie to watch and you felt really immersed with all the movement but marvel's gotten themselves into this pigeonhole now where it's like we depend on cameos and the idea of cameos to bring people to the theaters spider-man worked and I don't think they're ever going to release anything that's going to be an infinity war or end game kind of level. Like secret wars could push it, but they're going to have to do things like bring back like 
AI Tony Stark and a bunch of other stuff. They're going to have to pull out everything to make one massive four hour movie. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but now we're at three red movies and there's only two left. Can we save cash or crap for, or can we save phase four with some cash or crap? And aside from seeing Thor's buttocks, I don't think love and thunder was a great movie. I felt it was very short. It was very short. I felt, I felt they kind of cheapened Natalie Portman's return, especially with the, the way they teased it. And what if, and they they had female Thor and all this other stuff. This movie felt like a novelty to me. And the problem with society today, and especially how people consume content, is Thor Ragnarok was perfect. Mm. Thor 1, okay. Thor 2 is on the veto list for people watching the 27, 29 movies now. It's on the veto list. Most people skip it. And it has an Infinity Stone in it. So that tells you how bad that movie is. Thor Ragnarok, must see. Must see. This? There was 10 minutes of the Guardians, which was actually probably one of the best parts. Yeah, I was going to say, that was probably the best part, to be honest. And the thing is, in the the trailer, they made it seem like the Guardians of the Galaxy were going to be a major part of the movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And then it was just like screaming goats, weird Valkyrie, Korg kinda. And then Thor finally like coming to terms with like love and loss. And then everything just being taken away and he adopts some weird kid because again, the villain sucked. Yeah. It's not that the God Butcher. I just think that like it was the wrong villain to put in this movie. Because it was two different energies. Two wrong, like two different lessons, right? Yeah. Overall, would I say cash? I'm kind of on the fence. I'm kind of on the fence too. I would probably give it cash just because I love I love Taika. I mean, the goats are the best part in the whole movie. And also, Brett Goldstein is Hercules. That's true. Here's the thing: it's like I don't, I don't. Wait a second, Hercules was Kurt or uh, Russell Crowe. Nope, you're right. Brett Goldstein nope. is Hercules. That was at the end of the movie. Russell Crowe was Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. My bad. That's, okay. that's all right. That's uh, that's your Black Widow there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobody will ever make that mistake twice. <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry. Um, see, the thing is, I don't love the movie, but I don't dislike it enough to give it a crap. But I don't like it enough to give it a cash. Like this is a. I think this movie is like the perfect middle of the road. Yeah, the, it's the pros. It's the pros don't outweigh the cons, but the cons don't outweigh the outweigh the pros. It has an equal amount of good things as an equal amount of bad things to it. So I don't know. I can't. Uh, I would say this isn't a movie that I would necessarily go out of my way to watch, but I would watch it again if I wanted something semi enjoyable. It literally might be like something you have to bridge to just before you watch Guardians 3. But even that, like the contrast that they did with Groot there versus Groot. What, nine months later was literally just Vin Diesel in a suit. I'm convinced for the holiday (laughs) special. Wouldn't shock Um, me. So we will give it a green. We will say it's a cash. And now it comes down to the final movie on the list. Um, I'll start by saying... 
I, I, I think I saw this movie in a different lens than some other people. I, I mentioned it before when we kind of did a soft review when David hadn't seen the film yet, but he just saw it on the weekend. And you just saw it recently, too. I saw it recently, yeah. Some people thought this movie was bad. They thought it overglorified the loss of Chadwick Boseman. And to those people, I say, have you ever lost a sibling? Not have you ever lost a parent or a grandparent or a friend. Have you ever lost a sibling? That's what that movie was about. That was about Shuri's journey overcoming the like deep despair and loss of her brother, her protector, her everything. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that mm-hmm. part of the movie. People are just like, oh my God, it's a three hour love fest for Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah. Do you see what he did for now, David, it's appropriate. The black community when it comes <laughs> to Marvel. Do you, do you see what they did in opening doors for people? Do you see what that man did alone? Mm-hmm. And like, there's an interview that I'll never forget. They asked him about his character uh, after Infinity War. It's like, what's going to happen to King T'Challa? And he's like, I'm dead. I'm, he knew. Nobody else knew. He knew. But he was. he knew he wasn't coming back. This this man did so much and like people just hated it. And like it's one of Marvel's highest rated movies. It's going to win the box office except Top Gun's re-releasing next week, which is also kind of weird. I mean, but if you haven't seen Top Gun, go see theaters, it. It's go great. see it. <laughs> it. It might be the movie of the year in all honesty because Spider-Man came out last year, so I'm confident in saying that. But to me, I think I understood this on a different level. I'm not saying I'm like this prophet and I, I got it because obviously I'm not going to get everything. But like I understood that journey, which was very different mm-hmm. for me and like also very aesthetically pleasing. It's probably the most mm-hmm. one of Marvel's most beautiful movies. Mm-hmm. I felt like the uh, well, actually, I was kind of annoyed because when we went to the movies, this was the first time I'd been to like a landmark cinema in a while, you know, so we got the popcorn, we got the drinks, nice reclining chairs. It wasn't freezing cold. Uh, actually, it was. We were in Winnipeg. It was like minus 17, but uh, at the time. But uh, one of the previews that were showing before the movie started was a preview thing about Black Panther, and it totally spoiled who the main villain was. And I was so annoyed because I didn't know anything about this. I didn't even know who the villain was or or what really the story was. And it ruined it for me. Mm. So wait, you didn't know that like from the trailer that it was Namor? No, because I had only seen like the first teaser trailer that they released. Oh, OK, OK, OK. Right? Because I kind of wanted to leave it as uh, as surpriseful as possible. But um, I thought that the movie was was. <laughs> really really good yeah um i can't say that i totally understand the connection of or like the journey that uh what's what's her name shura shuri shuri was going through but i can understand like sean your perspective of it and i think that it has a little bit enough for everyone who's kind of gone like maybe not even the loss of a sibling but just overcoming the loss of someone that you care about, that you looked up to, that that mm-hmm. was a, a major influence in your life, I can understand how s- people would connect with that movie differently than those of us who haven't had to deal with 
deal with that. Um, but overall, like if you are able to be compassionate and understanding of other people's life's experiences and, and just understanding the loss of something, then you can make a better connection with this movie. And that's just one aspect of it. I felt the story and what they did with the progression of the character and how they handled the death of Chadwick Boseman and the, the kind of the passing on the torch, so to speak of the character, black Panther. I think that was done in a very like positive way that um, will be actually very beneficial moving forward with, with the, uh, the franchise. Do you guys feel that the way they handled it at the very beginning was the most impactful way to do it? I think so. I would say so. There, you, like the theater was dead quiet, like especially during the, uh, the Marvel intro when it was just all purple with Chadwick. Like yeah. you could hear a pin drop. I think the way that they did it was, was actually quite perfect because it doesn't give you a chance to think about what's going on. It just starts and there is kind of panic and chaos, right? So you're just kind of thrown into it and you know what's going on, but you don't really, like I said, you don't have a chance to really think about what's going on. And I think the way that they handled it was perfect. They could have done it any other way. They could have turned it into a long drawn out story. They could have CG'd a, uh, you know, a, a black Panther in a fight and something happened to him, but no, the way that they did it kind of echoed what happened in real life, right? He was sick and nobody knew what was, nobody knew about it until it was too late. The very end. Yeah. Right. So kind of like this, it, and they mentioned like he was sick from something and there was no way that they could save because it was too late in the progression of that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a, a perfect way to do it. And really the only way to do it, to justify yeah. or to, to honor the passing of Chadwick Boseman and his yeah. character. It's a, yeah. it's a cash for me for sure. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I will say before somebody lights up our mentions, I, I advocate for all loss <laughs> there. I'm just saying like the comparison I had with a conversation, like in a conversation with one person was very much about the loss of a sibling, but yes, David is 100% right. It, it does reflect how they they do work to um, portray the loss of any form, and anybody who has lost anybody should could be able to and should be able to identify with that one hundred percent. Finally, um, my my brain just melted. Wow, I, uh, I I've I've left myself and rendered myself speechless, which is uh, a rarity. Oh, I remember now. So I wanted to tell you guys a story before I quickly hit trivia and we uh, signed off for the day. So I had this bonehead beside me opening night at the movies and like she has her camera out. She's clearly taking pictures and recording like when Shuri puts on the suit and all that other stuff. Right. And she leans into what I presume is her boyfriend or husband or whatever. They were pretty flirty, lovey dovey and goes, how did they get those guys and the whales to be trained so they could like ride the whales underwater? I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I was sitting beside an absolute dumbass. <laughs> Asking I just, the real I, questions. I, I was shocked to hear that. I was like, if you think that's real, my God, honey, oh my God. I got things to tell you. Um, so quickly, 
totally epic Christmas Palooza trivia happening at TWB on December 14th. Please come if you can. Uh, in lieu of cover, we are taking donations for um, local communities. Christmas Angel Drive. It'll be a lot of fun. Your topics are in no particular order. Christmas movies, not Christmas movies. Think Die Hard, Just Friends. Movies that happen around Christmas but aren't considered Christmas movies. Thanks, Bruce Willis. Uh, an 8-bit Christmas. You guys liked it so much, we're bringing back 8-bit but Christmas-themed. Uh, there's going to be one whole round on Christmas Vacation, so make sure that you study up, watch the movie before you get there. And as per tradition, we are doing Name That Movie or TV Show in the year it was released. And it's all going to be clips from Christmas movies. As always, you get like a two-year window. Let's have some fun with it. We're going to have a a real good time. It's going to be great. One day, I hope you guys can come out to our trivia. And Max, I will go to one of yours at Snakes and Lattes. Please do. It's It's, fun. They're fun. Especially because um, my other half saw one you did recently and was really mad that I didn't take her. (laughs) People love Taylor Swift. I told her to shake it off and she said no. (laughs) Uh, do you have anything to plug before we go, Max? Um, no, no, I, I don't think so. Follow, you know, you know the drill. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram. All that fun stuff. Um, that's basically that's all I can think of. Check his merch store. It's sweet. It's only available for well, I mean, it'll be. It's only available until December 11th. So I mean, yeah. So if you didn't get it, you missed out. Yeah. Sorry. How dare you? yeah how dare you so you guys have essentially for our listeners that listen to the show on friday you have two days to order shit from (laughs) now's the time now's the time is there a uh, scene on screen podcast discount code maybe the next run (laughs) the next run yeah if nobody can see max's face but he's like shut the fuck up All right, well, that is it for this one. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe, punch it. You know where to find us. Follow Max at Farbsy, and that's both TikTok and Instagram. For myself, David. That Hansel's so hot right now. And Max. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene On Screen Podcast. Peace.